Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, basketball junkies. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. We've got another great episode for you here today. We've got Isaiah Reese. Isaiah played at Canisius, which is a relatively smaller Division I program, and ended up making it all the way to the NBA G League, having some flirtations with the Golden State Warriors as a part of their G League affiliate, which we'll get into during the conversation with him. But he's now playing overseas in England, London specifically. So I'm going to talk to him about that. Uh, Mike has obviously played in the UK, so he'll have some Common knowledge should be able to bounce back and forth, but Isaiah is the first guest we've had that that's playing in that particular league. So we think we'll get some really good stuff out of him. And he's a younger player, so we get a different perspective of a guy who's very early in his career here. So great conversation. But before we get to that, we just want to give you a word from one of our sponsors, as always, betonline.ag. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, BetOnline is your number one spot for all your updated odds and info along with the greatest contests, including the bracket contest, where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, when we get back, you're going to hear the conversation between me, Matt Moderno, and Mike Creppy, my co-host, and Isaiah Reese, an overseas hooper that has a really great story that I think you're going to get a lot out of. So stay tuned. Welcome to Ball Movement. I'm Matt Moderno. I'm joined as always by Mike Creppy. Mike, uh, I think we got a real ball here with us today. Isaiah Reese, he played his college basketball at Canisius, which isn't maybe the biggest name college program of, of anybody we've had on the show so far, but I have seen Isaiah play personally. Uh, this dude can, he can really bring it. Yeah, no, he, he's going to be a microcosm of the entire basketball landscape. You know, he, uh, you know, there, there are people that can play at all parts of the world and parts of the country. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be good to hear his story and shed some light on his, his abilities and his journey. For anybody that's not familiar, uh, Isaiah was a 2017, 2018, all Mac first team, 2018, 2019 preseason player of the year, preseason, all first team in the league. Recorded the first triple-double in school history. Uh, he led his team in minutes, rebounding, steals, assists, and three-point field goals made. Finished eighth all-time in conference in steals in just three years of play. So he's a guy that brings it on both ends of the floor. And, uh, you know, it's been interesting to see kind of how his career has progressed so far. Yeah, that's that's an extensive resume. So um, it's no secret to where he is um, professionally. And looking forward to getting into his story. And he's got, you know, a couple of years of recent G League experience, which I don't think any of our, our kind of most recent guys have. So I think that'll be kind of an interesting segue from how he went professionally at some level in the U.S. to ending up overseas. He is playing in London right now. Mike, I know you played in the U.K., so I think we'll have mm-hmm. kind of a good back and forth about that, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good to hear his experiences and just to hear how the league is now compared to where when I played. You know, it's good to, you know, see the development of that. The next voice you'll hear uh, joining the show will be Isaiah Reese. We already read you all the resume. Uh, we're bringing in Isaiah Reese here. Isaiah, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. 
Uh, we're going to get into it today here. I just want to start a little bit, kind of the end of your college career. You went to Canisius. You had a great sophomore season. You tested the draft waters, ultimately decided to go back to school. Just kind of curious, you know, one, what led you to go back to school? Was it NBA feedback? And uh, as somebody that didn't play at like the biggest, you know, power five school or something like that, would you have considered maybe a transfer up if there had been, you know, a transfer portal the same way while you were still playing or instant transfer yeah. eligibility? So, I mean, the reason for me going back was not not knowing for not being educated as far as like from a basketball standpoint. If I was like had somebody like guiding me, telling me that I'd probably be better off or like thinking like just, you know, go be a pro like I wanted. That was that's my goal. Uh, that's what I'm doing now. So if I would have knew that. You know, I left my junior year. I would have just left my sophomore year and called it a day. Mm-hmm. But everybody's like, no, nah, I just do one more year and, you know, go back or finish, get your degree. And uh, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't the best decision. <laughs> but, yeah, if, they, if we did have – when I was in school, we didn't have a transporter. You had – what they had was the – I think they had just introduced the eligibility where you could where you could uh, have workouts but still be able to come back to school. So, obviously, I did, I did that my sophomore year. But we didn't have no – instantly transferred to a school because if we did I would, that that would have been the best choice for me probably just going to a high major and just proving that I could play at this level at that level you see Isaiah hearing, sto- hearing stories like that you know just you know I'm really big on education as everybody knows about the podcast I've written books I, I advise guys all the time and there needs to be more players that have gone through what you went through that in a in a in a structured format where we know guys that are coming out of school they can reach out to these people and say hey look I know you went through this, you know, this is what I'm going through right now. What do you think I should do? Because like, if I was advising you, I would have told you, like, look, I come from an education background. My father's a Mm -hmm. judge, my mother's an English professor, but I understand the big picture of this basketball sports thing. And you could always go back and get your degree. You can get your degree online. You know, this, Mm -hmm. this short window we have to maximize, maximize our playing career. It's not there all the time. So when, when your leverage is high and your stock is high, you know, that's when you have to go. But I said that to say, now you're in that position. You're the big homie now. You know, you, mm. you're you're about to be the vet. So, you know, that's something that you can speak on. You know, that's why we want to yeah. give you guys the platform to talk in a format like this so that, you know, people that might hear this, like, yo, like, I'm going through this right now. They might reach out to you. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like like uh, like Matt was saying, we sent, uh, I sent Jordan Shorter to play for mm-hmm. Chris Chaney. That's kind of what I'm trying to be for him. You know, he's a, a talented kid. Had, had he had like high major offers as like a freshman, sophomore. I didn't I didn't know him then, but he kind of went down. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of things happening like personally, and his his play just started going down. So he had to go prep school. But he's clearly a talented kid. So like mm-hmm. him going into, to the right college, like we're gonna help him go to the right college, make sure like it's a good fit for him. And also yeah. like depending on what he does those first two, you know, maybe even three years, we're gonna see like whether it's best for him to leave to go pro immediately, like. Cause he clearly wants to be a hooper, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's his goal, which ain't an easy, you know, choice to pick. Cause like, if, God forbid anybody gets hurt, you know, yeah. career ending. There's always that. But like you said, you can always go back to school. Um, but it's, yeah. it's one of those things you just, you know, you bet on yourself. Yeah, you got to. And I'm big, I'm a big believer on that one. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of leads us into the start of your pro career. You opted to come out after your junior year and, you ended up ultimately not getting drafted, but you went through the whole pre-draft process. Like on draft night, what was the expectation? Did did you think there was a possibility to get drafted? Were you hearing from teams? Uh, how, how did that kind of play out? No, I, I knew as soon as I got suspended and the year I was having me getting drafted it wasn't going to be possible. It was just more just like getting out of college because I, I didn't want to sit out. Like we said, I didn't want to sit out for a whole year. 
Um, I had already went to prep school, so I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go out to become a pro. Whether it's going overseas, playing G League, just try hopefully get some workouts, which I didn't end up getting. Probably should have picked a better agent coming out, especially in the situation I was in. If I if, if it was the previous year, I could have probably picked any agent. I've been fine, but being that I got suspended and you know, agent has to like speak on your behalf and, and know people. Um, I probably should have picked a better agent. But yeah, I just you know, I was just it was more just just becoming a pro, just starting that life. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Now, what was, what was your process like uh, when you were choosing an agent, Isaiah? Like, what was that like for you? Were you looking for an agent to get you to the NBA? Were you looking for one to get you overseas? Like, what was your mindset when you were choosing an agent? It was more like a, like a G League thing. It wasn't like, it was mm-hmm. more like NBA side, side of things for sure. Because, you know, the, the previous year I had three workouts. I was one of the top mid-major players, so. I was like, you know, let me let me try this out, and if worst case, worst comes to worst, I just go overseas. Like, I'm still gonna hoop, but yeah, that, that's how that went. Okay, okay. So you ultimately ended up playing summer league for Houston, which you talked about somebody to advise you and stuff like that. Houston also filled that roster out with with really yeah. high usage guards, and that's just gonna make it tough for anybody, especially you know if if somebody's expended a draft pick on a player, they're they're going to give them first billing potentially uh, in, in summer league and stuff like that. Do you, do you think that ultimately hurt you long run and end up there for summer league? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it should have started off like, and, you know, picking agent was more of like a, I did it based off of a relationship thing. I had I had a couple of good agents coming out, but I, I feel like I chose the one I chose based off of a relationship. But ultimately, like, wasn't the best decision for my career. Yeah, I love the guy. That's my, that's, that's like one of my mentors, but like, it wasn't the best decision for my career at the time because if if I would have went to workouts, I had I had I had did my pre-draft with Chris Johnson out in LA, um, and I feel like where I was at during that time, if I would have had NBA workouts, like I could have really showed teams that like, yeah, I got suspended, yes, yeah, it what it was, but it would have put me in a better position. It would have had me in like in, in talks, and then probably would have had me would have which would have led to a better summer league team and actually got minutes. Blah 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 blah. But that's how it goes. You make one mistake and it kind of like trickles down, <laughs> but. You know, it happens. Yeah, but there's no, there's nobody guiding us. You know, so we're kind yeah. of running on the fly. You know, so you got to yeah, stand yeah. yourself some grace. And but one thing I respect that you said was um, that you don't condemn the agency just because they weren't the right fit for you. Because that, that was my story. You know, like I have, yeah. I was signed to a big agency my first year, and they're a great agency. They just weren't right for me at that point in my career. Right, right. And so right. a lot of times you hear players talking about their agents. Oh, my agent did this. He wasn't that good. And at, a lot of times it's not because they're not good. Like they wouldn't sign you unless they saw value. But right, right. you like I could already tell your mindset, like you have you're you're level headed. You know what I'm saying? You're reasonable mm-hmm. and that's gonna serve you well. So like I'm yeah, I'm I'm really that. interested to uh yeah, for sure. Hear more about your story, man, and, and uh and follow you after this podcast to see how you progress, man. Cause uh cause usually players with your mindset, they're gonna be really successful. So yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. The connection here, I, I'm a friend with uh, Isaiah's prep school coach, Coach Chris Cheney. Anybody who follows prep school basketball knows the name. And uh, Chris doesn't dole out compliments lightly, but he was always talking about you and, and where what he expected you to be and still says anytime you come up, oh, NBA player, like instantly. So it's just about like sort of, I guess, having the right opportunities to showcase that. So you ultimately played for the Santa Cruz Warriors. Tell us a little bit about what that was like and, uh, you know, getting that kind of spotlight. So Santa Cruz was great, man. I mean, it, it it was it was it was challenging, but I feel like I learned a lot. Um, because in my first year, like usually the G League, you know, is for to to develop players. You know, that's that's the whole purpose of it, uh, essentially. But the team I was on, man, 
we we had the I think we had the oldest roster in the G League from like an NBA NBA experience wise, not just age. Mm-hmm. Um, I played with like I, I think by the end of the year before Corona happened uh, and shut down the league, I think I played with a total of like nine or ten NBA some the type of guy that signed the NBA contract. And I, I'm not talking about like E10. I'm talking about like actual either guaranteed, not guaranteed, two way type of guy. So. Mm-hmm. And in my position, I was. Yeah, yeah. In, in my position, um, I played behind Jeremy Pargo, Harrison Twin, Drew, uh, Andrew Harrison. Uh, played with Vander Blue, um, Devin Marble, you know, Devon, uh, Devontae Davis. Was Kai um, Bowman on that team too? So Kai Bowman got sent down. He was already on two way with the with the Warriors. Oh. So he got sent whenever he got sent down. You know, he the minutes going to him, and then it trickles down. Who else, man? I played. Jonathan Simmons guy ended up signing with the team towards the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Toscano Anderson play on that team? Oh, that's another guy. He ended up being on two-way. So, yeah, once Scott is with the Warriors now. So, yeah, man, probably more than nine, probably like ten, oh. you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> it got to a point where it's just like whenever I can I, – they, they love me too. They like the way I played. They love my style. But it's like it's hard to put a guy with no experience, you know, mid-major guy, blah, 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 drafted from the G League. And not, and play more than guys that been on NBA contracts. Whether I'm playing better or not, like it's just it's just gonna be hard. It's the yeah. politics. Yeah, you know it's, it's, that's what exactly yeah. what it is. Politics, man. Yeah, we know how it goes. But, yeah. but like I said, like those are my guys. Like I still talk to a lot of them to this day. So it's like yeah. my first year was. It, it's not bad because I definitely learned a lot from Parva Harrison Twin. Like I, I I talk like I said, I still talk to them every day. Not every day, but um, you know, time to time. Um. So I, I learned a lot. And then, I mean, that leads us to to my second year. That that was tough, man. I ain't gonna lie. Because, <laughs> you know, Corona happens. Like I said, the first year, they they, they, they loved me. Like, they spoke highly of me. Um, so they the, coming into that second year, it was supposed to be like, I'm going to be like six man and get like starter minutes. When Corona happened, it was like, it, it was like, you know, the, the bubble was kind of like a, high level like and like it was damn near like some nba teams in there like the from a, from rush standpoint there's a lot of nba guys on one team so i come in i'm i'm, I'm the gm already kind of told me like you kind of just coming in and to just like you know like one of the last guys on the team type, type of deal even though they love me so i'm now sitting behind jordan Poole gets sent down he's killing right now in the a nico manuel is on the two-way then we got Jeremy Lin, you know what I'm saying? So that's three guard, that's three ball dominant guards in front of me. So like mm-hmm. now I'm just coming in, just like whenever I get on the court, kind of just hoop. I don't know how many minutes I'm gonna play. The first game of the season I played, I wasn't even supposed to play as much, but I played like 19 minutes. The second game I didn't play at all. So it's like, and this is all within a month span, like the, the bubble was a month. Yeah, yeah. So like you don't know where your minutes coming from. Usually it's like a you know, like a set rotation, but man, the bubble, you didn't know what was happening. Guys are getting hurt, this, that, and the third. So that that was that was a little tougher, man. But like I said, I feel like that was supposed to be the year I, I kind of showcased myself, showcased myself. But you know, what can you do about Corona? Like, what can you know? Like, what can you do with that situation? I was in. So like, so like coming from somebody like you that has such a story, college career, you basically led your team in every statistical category, major yeah. category, to to now going into a situation where it's like you don't even know how much you're gonna play if you're gonna play. But how does that how does that affect you? how did you prepare for that? How did you deal with that as a player? Did you have anybody you can lean on or was it just more so like, you know, what was your process like? I had, I mean, this is one thing. So like Jeremy Lynn, so it was, it was a month. He kind of, you know, 
was a guy under, didn't get drafted under the radar, blah, blah, blah. And then it became who he was. He actually like in a like second, like third or fourth week of the bubble or like second week of the bubble, like sat down, had a one-on-one conversation, kind of just like heard me out, like awesome. let me vent to him, which is like guys with his like, you know, status and like mm-hmm. what he's done and blah, 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 money, blah, all that involved. He's not, you know, they're not doing that. But he took the time out, ordered me food, and we just had one-on-one talk. And, like, just being that he was able to do that, I feel like he just let me talk for it, let me van, just heard me out. It just, you know, it felt good. And then I also had guys, uh, my guy, Ryan Taylor, who was with me the year before. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of like, we were, we were right next to each other. So that, we, we did everything together for real. And we were kind of in similar, you know, predicaments. So I guess that, that kind of, both those things kind of helped me out. You're actually the first person I've talked to, Isaiah, that played in the G League bubble. Like I, I cover the Wizards, but they didn't send a real team there. They sent three guys or four guys right. with the Erie team. So what was it like playing in that environment or being in that it, environment? It was cool. It was cool for sure. The, like the setup was cool. There was games like you're playing games like three times a week. So like you're just constantly playing every other day. I, the only thing I would say a lot of guys got hurt. That mm-hmm. would probably be like the one negative out of the whole bubble. And it was kind of lonely because you can't, you weren't able to do anything. You know what I'm saying? So, but from a basketball standpoint, man, it, it was cool, man. Just playing, having fun. I, I enjoyed it. Did that prepare you for overseas at all? Were you kind of isolated to some extent? Hey, it kind of like <laughs> looking back at it for sure. It did. It did. It did. Because you, I mean, not that it's kind of by choice, but I really be locked in this room after practice. I just come, like, even though I'm in London, I'd be in the room. Maybe on the weekends, I'll step out or whatever. But, for the most part, I'd be in this room all day long, on the computer, sleeping, you know, Netflix, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I definitely did. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I tell people this all the time. Like, I never obviously played in the G League or the bubble or anything like that. But, like, overseas, similar to what I was hearing about guys in the bubble, like, the dudes who were about who, like, they loved it because it was straight basketball, yeah. no distractions. They were locked in. And the dudes yeah. who used to being outside and, and partying and hitting the streets yeah. and all that, they, it was yeah. miserable for them. But the same way overseas. Yeah. You know, if you're a type of person that you can be, just, if basketball is, is the highlight of your day, you're going to love overseas because mm-hmm. you, you practice mm-hmm. twice a day, you're hooping, you know what I'm saying? But one word of advice, you know, we're going to get to your London experience, but definitely check out London. Like, it's it's, it's a place that people <laughs> put on their bucket list. And, you know, when, nah, I played, sure. when I played out there my first year, I didn't go to London one time. I play, I live, I played, like, right, right outside of London. I didn't go one time. Where and you I was in, uh, I was in Worcester. Worcester, okay, okay. Yeah, Worcester. So, but I didn't even go. I was so locked in, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was like mm-hmm. you. I was like, look, I'm here to hoop. I'm, it's my job. But, like, this is an experience that, you know, you're in a place that's a huge major city. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to get into that later. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, jump the gun. But uh, but we could talk about that for hours. Let's do it. Yeah. So, at the end of the G League bubble, Isaiah, you ultimately played for the Gulf Nighthawks in uh, the – Canadian Elite Basketball League. What what led you there? How did you kind of end up? Is it just one of the places that was actually having a league, so it made it an option? How did that work out? Um, no, they just kind of the the coach had reached out to me, and it just was like a summertime job right before I go to London, make some money for, uh, and that's kind of why I went out there. Yeah, it's it's a it's a newer league, right? Like it's a it's a yeah. league that just started maybe three or four years ago. But they get a lot. They're enticing players because of the money they're paying, and it's a short amount mm-hmm. of time. It's, it's mm-hmm. Canada. Sure. So I remember mm-hmm. when I first became aware of it, I was seeing guys that played Champions League and Euro Cup, and mm-hmm. I'm going to Canada because like the the uh, the only league they had before was the NBL, 
And that mm-hmm. one's okay. You know, you get some guys that get paid big salaries. I think Big Baby played out there two years ago. Big Glenn, Big Baby Davis. I yeah. Think yeah. But, you know, certain guys are getting a bag out there. But most guys, it's a, it's a springboard league. They might get $1,000, $2,000, and that's it. But when I saw guys going into this league, it made my ears perk up. Because I'm like, why are all these guys with resumes going And getting names. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, I started doing research and, you know, I figured out what it was. But um, it's, it's a good league, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, pa- Patrick Ewing Jr. just got named a head coach of one of the teams out there. Yeah. yeah. That's one yeah. of my um, that's one of my agents, like, like close friends. They played together in high school. Who's your agent? Uh, you from Atlanta? I'm from, I'm from Maryland, but he went to high school in Maryland, National Christian. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if they, I, I might have, I might have, uh, they might have not played together, but they, he said uh-huh. he knew each other. I don't know how, but whatever. Because yeah. uh, he, he wanted me, Patrick Ewing Jr. Wanted, wants me to go to that team, but I'm not yeah. trying to hoop this on, man. Okay. This is the first time yeah. overseas, man. long, man. man. He looking for, he's looking for a point guard, too. I was talking to him other yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> No, hey, overseas, is, overseas is long though, man. I, I'm, yeah. try, I'm not trying to do this 12 years around. I mean, 12, 12 months around. Because you can definitely do it too. Like you can play all year round. Because it's something. No, you definitely can. I, I, yeah. I think eventually I will. Like probably next year, because one of the guys is out here. He coaches for the Honey Badgers out there, so he okay. wants me to play for. Like, bro, there's like three teams that want to play with them this year. But yeah. it's like, man, it's this first year. Yeah. yeah, it is a good problem. Man. But if I would play for anybody, be my guy here, Ryan Smith. But uh-huh. like I said, man, this first year I wasn't being away from home like this. You kind of it, it's a little different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but eventually, I'm, I, I, plan, I plan on playing all year round. Okay. What led you decide not to go back to the G League this year and ultimately make the move overseas? I'll probably say just the, the, not having an opportunity to really play, um, like in the G. Like if I would have had like minutes and, and you know, and I, it went well, and I was like borderline, I'd been cool. Um, but I wasn't really playing like that. You know, you don't make the most money in G. So, like, once they told me about this and they're playing European competition, I didn't know much about it. I was like, you know, let me take a chance. So I just came out here. So so why London, I guess? Um, it's it maybe not the most well-known of the leagues. Is, is it the money? Is it the easier transition? Is it the, the fact that there's no language barrier? What, what kind of made that Man, change? Man, I didn't know anything about overseas. Like, I didn't know what league was good. Obviously, I, I knew the Euro League. But other than that, like, I didn't know who was good, what country is good to go to. Like, I didn't know anything until I got out here and I realized, like, what I got myself into, yeah. more or less. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know... When I heard London, I was like, I heard the money. I was like, that's good. I heard that it's London. I was like, that's also good. You know, everybody wants to go see London. So I was like, yeah, why not? And then European competition. I was like, yeah, let's do this. So, like, when you left the G League, what other options overseas did you have? I'm pretty sure you had some other options. I had, like, one team in Greece. But when I got this phone call, it was, like, in June. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, the bubble ended, like, in what? Was it, like, May? Yes. Yeah, April or May? So a month had like went by and then I, I, I had like one, one team in Greece and then I didn't really, like as soon as I got this call, I was just like, man, let's do it. Like I heard yeah. London and the money, I was like, like, that's it, let's do it. I just like, man, all right, cool. Man, listen, let me tell you how God looks out for people because Greece, like you probably would be waiting for your money for eight years after you left. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, after. listen, so <laughs> my bad, I, mean, I didn't mean to interrupt that's you. That's all good, the, the dude I played with, uh, Ryan Taylor, I was telling you about in the bubble, uh-huh. he uh, he played for a team in Greece. I forgot the team name. Oh, Heracles, something like that. And point is, okay, he, yeah, they, yeah. Play, they play FIBA Euro Cup too. Man, mm-hmm. he like first, like sec, first, second month, then he's like, yo, I'm like a month 
like two months or two late payments late. And I'm just like, yo, that's insane. Like no, nah, but two months Greece late, is bro. Greece is known for that. Like they still, I played there in 2013. They still owe me money. I'm never gonna see that. Because my team ended up getting relegated to the second division after the, being in the top league. So, like, going to London, yeah, going to London, that was, you know, that was a great decision. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, even though the UK in, in general, you know, just to give, you know, people listening about, like, the UK basketball scene, it's not really big. You know, soccer is such a huge sport out there, football. Yeah. You know, you know, you got Manchester, you got you got Liverpool, you got all these Chelsea, clubs Arsenal, there. Chelsea, them, yeah, it's, it's huge. And, and for for them to have a team in Euro and in European competition is major. But the basketball, they don't put any money in the basketball. Oh uh, no. Yeah. So so that's the thing. So that thing, I feel like it's another thing that kind of sold it for me more or less. Not not necessarily, but when I heard it, I was like, oh, this stuff. Um, one of the the people that own this team, mm-hmm. their investment. I'm I'm from Miami. Their investment group out of Miami, mm-hmm. and they just like two months ago just bought half of the league. I heard about so their. Yeah, that. so they're yeah. they're trying to put money into the league. So I was like, man, that's cool. Yeah. I want to be part of something like this. That that's something that I've always wanted to do. I have a British passport, so I have UK mm-hmm. citizenship. So I can go yeah. out there and set up shop in my company, Vindicator Sports. Like I want, I wanted to bring over like something comprehensive from the grassroots on up. Because what I saw in China was that that's how they develop basketball. They use the grassroots and they started building it up. And then now China is what it is. Like you know, they have so much basketball in China. And the UK has the same demand for it. It's just somebody just has to come over there with a plan to put money and invest in it. You know, they just, they just see it, they see right, it as right. an urban sport. They yeah, yeah, for sure. Urban sport, yeah. And it's crazy because you walk the streets or like I went to one of these games and it'd be like six, seven long, you know, athletic dudes just walking, playing yeah. soccer. And it's just like, man, <laughs> in the state, you in the States, you on the court immediately. Like, immediately, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, so I had a follow up question if you don't mind. So what is it like, you know, you're playing in the, uh, in the, in the, in the UK league. So for people who don't know when you, he's playing, Isaiah's playing Euro cup. So Euro cup is international competition, similar to the Euro league. And, and I guess the best way to put it is it's not necessarily the best teams, but it's the teams with the most money. So if you have the most money, you can buy your way into the Euro cup and Euro league. And then if you have the most money to get into the leagues, then you probably have enough money to get the best players, which is why they tend to be the best players in each country. So, you know, like Euro Cup. I'm um, speaking on that. Like, what 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 teams are in your pool right now, and how is that international competition been? So we played. So we didn't play Euro Cup. We played FIBA Euro Cup. So uh-huh. just like I, I can explain it. So there's Euro League, yeah. and there's Euro Cup, and there's mm-hmm. Champions League, and then there's FIBA Euro Cup. Okay. Um, so we played the last mm-hmm. one, but it's still a form of you know European competition, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it went well. I mean, like I don't think this team has ever won a European game. So when we came out here, we uh, the first round the, we were in a groups of four. We played, we played, so we played a total of six games. First five games we went five and zero, oh. um, and that was like something that's never been done before. So it was cool to be a part of that. We lost it. We lost the uh, the last one on the road, which would have put us in a in a in a better seating for mm-hmm. the second round. Um, but we played uh we played teams. Well, we played a team in Austria. Yes, countries here. Yeah, Austria played team in Germany. Played team, played team in Turkey, Russia. Played teams all over for real. Um, but the first round was kind of it, it was smooth. We, we played well. Second round, that's that's where it got tough. Um, yeah. Played team. So in the second round, played team, Russia team, Turkey team, and the Denmark team. And mm-hmm. man, there's some some elite guys, some elite guys we played against. Man, I ain't gonna lie, elite team. Bakken Bears, I'm assuming, right in Denmark. That that was one. Yeah, that was one of the teams we played. 
played, I um, played in Denmark my second year, so I know about yeah. hockey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they 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 tough. Um, so we we actually we both finished in the second round one and five that mm-hmm. last game. You know, thank God, but I, I ended up getting a triple double. I think it was mm-hmm. like fifth in FIBA Euro Cup history. Um, yeah. you know, it felt so good winning that game. Then like a week later, everything were like all the Russians teams get like eliminated from all European competition. Yeah, yeah. They get all eliminated from all European competitions. We both finished one and five, but being that they beat us by like seven more points in the two games we played, they qualified mm-hmm. to the next round. So they ended sucks. up yeah, yeah. So it was like it was 32. We made it to uh 16 and then they made it to uh Elite Eight and not in the final four, man. <laughs> Which is crazy. Like that literally could have been a yeah, just to give some context, I know you said, you know, FIBA Euro Cup is the fourth one of the international competitions, but yeah. that's not an indictment on the teams that are in there because oh, there's, no, some team, there's some teams that played EuroLeague that are playing in the other competitions simply yeah. because of money. It has nothing to do yeah. with the stature of the team or the players nah. or anything like that. So I just wanted that to be clear to the audience, you know, that it's not it's not anything less than anything else. Like, it's still nah. something that anybody that's coming from the NBA is looking to play in. Yeah, the um the team that we played against, uh, the Russian team, they're like third in Russia. I mean, if they're not, you know, if, like I didn't know coming out, but uh, like before coming overseas, but the VTB league is one of the top leagues in the world, and they're like they're sitting third. They're like sitting third place behind teams with budgets of like forty million dollars, and their budget yeah. is probably like five, you know, five six. And so Seska, like, Moscow, Kimki, yeah, Zenit. So like, yeah, they were like fourth behind those teams. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, those are elite teams. Um, yeah. even at Tur- the Turkish team, they played like they're they're like eighth in in in, in Turkey. But man, Turkey is 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 yeah. one of, like one of the best competitions out there. I love Turkey, like from a competition, from all around. When we went out there to Istanbul, it was, it was a vibe. Was but yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, Turkey Turkish basketball is elite. So they got like they got three black Sam Decker. The team we played against three black Sam Decker, mm-hmm. uh, Jamar Smith. He played for Unix for three years. He was like mm-hmm. MVP of that league. But yeah, they got guys, bro. Ex ex Euro League, ex League guys, like they no, legit. They got that bag. Yeah, they got that bag. So you know, guys yeah. don't go over there. <laughs> yeah. Sam's my guy. So if you bump into them again, tell them, tell them we know each other. I I got you. That's pretty cool. So I mean, you've gotten to play in a bunch of different countries through this competition. Like, what's that been like? Any other favorite places other than Turkey? Was that a selling point to you too to get to be? able to travel a little bit more outside the UK? Yeah, I think I feel like all that played a factor because, you know, I'm like I knew European competition was a good thing. I just didn't know anything about the competitions. But then when I once I got familiar, I'm like, I use that as like, okay, I, I've been in Denmark, so I know what type of competition this is. Obviously talking with the guys, like doing my own research. I know if this is where I want to be next year. I know Turkey somewhere I definitely want to be in the near future. You know, Russia, like the VTB League, I didn't know that about that before, but I realized like, why it's so high, you know why they pay good and why it's one of the best leagues so yeah i definitely use it as like a way to like just get more information more knowledge yeah definitely definitely network man definitely like talk to people teams from those countries that's one thing that i'm big on like yeah i've had agents and stuff like that but my whole thing with my company is to empower the players you know, like we want to be more informed so we can make our own decisions so we're not just going off of what man. this person is telling us you know that's i'm big on that and that comes man. from just, you know, educating and, and educating ourselves and talking to people, like reaching out to people who played in these leagues. Like that's something that wasn't prominent when I was coming out was Facebook and IG. Facebook was out 
But, you know, now you can hit up somebody like, yo, I saw you just played at this team. I'm considering going over there. Tell me what your experience is like. Like, you know how much that will ease you and, like, let yeah, you know yeah. about the situation. So now you can go to the table with your agent and be like, yo, look, I talked to this guy. We have similar staff, similar resume. I think I can play here. Like, let's see if we can do that instead of them just telling you where they think you should go. How much networking have you been able to do with the other players? Because I got to imagine that's a resource sometimes, too, is just meet people you didn't know from other leagues and, and things like that. I feel like people that I played against, not not as much. Mm-hmm. But definitely, you know, with teammates, like any team you're on, you're going to you meet new people. So you never know what, what that could do for you in the, in the future. What's the makeup nationality-wise of, of your team? Like, are there other Americans? Are there British players? Like, you know, that kind we, of stuff. We got... With the with the FIBA Euro Cup team, like roster, we had what like six Americans, one European that was from Lithuania, and then the rest were just from from the UK. So, yeah. so explain explain that Isaiah, because you said for the FIBA Euro Cup roster. So obviously, you guys play in the UK BBL, but then you also play in FIBA Euro Cup. So they're, they're, each each league has different rules for imports. So can yeah. you break that down? So I, so I believe for the BBL, you're allowed, I guess as many, not as many, but as many as you want. I'm just going to say as many as you want uh, locals, like homegrown, mm-hmm. which is like people from the UK. And then you're allowed four Americans. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, um, I don't know what the word's called, but basically someone someone with like a dual citizenship anywhere Miles, in the world. Miles, Miles Mane, that, that's me. That's, that, that's it. That's, yeah, that's, it. that's, what, that's, what, I, that's what I played on in Europe. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're allowed that in BBL, and then FIBA, we, you're allowed to match it. So if you got like, if you got like six Americans. Obviously, I think you're allowed like 15 guys. But that, that's how deep the roster be. But uh-huh. if you're like, if you have six Americans, and you're not, then you're, you you have to have six UK players. Like you can't like if one doesn't come on a trip, then you then you have to play with five, like five Americans, yeah. five UK, uh-huh. and then you're allowed I think two Europeans on um in in uh Europe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so like, oh, sorry, go ahead, man. I was going to say, it's so hard to keep track of, too. I think yeah. even as you play, when you go across different leagues, for you, part is, it's probably just like, hey, I got to show up and do my part. I'm going to be one of the oh, guys, man, kind of regardless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see. I just go out there and hoop, man, try to win games. All right, let's take a quick break from the show to hear from another one of our sponsors, Athletic Greens. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality, vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash belief. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash belief. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. All right, now let's get back to the show. Yeah, so so what is it like, Isaiah? You know, you're playing in in the uh, FIBA Euro Cup, and then you go into the UK BBL. We talked about how you know basketball is not as developed, so you might be playing against, like you said, a top three Russian team, and then you go play against, you know, now I'm not going to put any names out there, but a team in the UK BBL, and you know they might be playing. You know, a lot of the teams there are, are volunteer based. You know, they have very low budgets, 
arenas aren't always, you know, great. And so, hey, like, so what is that? <laughs> Especially coming from America, bro, and, like, uh-huh. just playing at a certain level, you, you, know, I'm, you know, playing at a certain level, I just, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So, like, man, it, it's hard. I say, I say it's hard, man. Like, playing a certain level, playing a certain, like, type of game from FIBA Euro Cup and then coming to the BBL and just seeing, like, it just the difference, man. Like even just not even that. Just being like, if I didn't even play people Europe, but if I just came from America, I'd be like, "Yo, this is what this is, is lot. Yeah, yeah, this is different basketball. Like Europe, European basketball, like more like is. I'm not gonna say it's like American basketball, but it's you know it has its own structure, it has its own its own way of playing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's still a good form of basketball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Man, when I first got out here, I was listen. I didn't know what was going on. I just it was so it was a shock. But that it's it's mm-hmm. not really. Any real players' thoughts, like yeah. it, they just don't know. They just don't understand how the game's supposed to be played. How how to like you know from skill standpoint to like uh, coaching. Like it just don't. It's just a lack of knowledge for us. It's really what it Say, is. It's it's an open market out there because nobody's developing those players, man. Like they just literally yeah. going off of what they see on TV, Instagram, YouTube, mm-hmm. and going out there and mm-hmm. trying to mimic it. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. wild. Like there's like, more so, to that. You don't you don't just watch what they're doing. Yeah. You're gonna do it like way more. Yeah. Like you said, it's not their fault. They got they have to have somebody coming down there and teaching them. And you know, it's not just one year. It's got to be like how we grew up. You know, we grew up playing. You know, people we were getting coached up. You know, from from exactly. to, to where we are. So, uh, but I always I always wanted that because you know I know how that Euro the European uh, level is, and then for you playing in the, in the UK, it's like it's, it's yeah, great. They're great people, right? Everybody's great out there. Yeah, like the fan base is great, but yeah, they they good for sure. And especially coming from like the G, like always like wanting to prove myself, man. Yeah. And then you kind of get here and, and then you kind of understand like the value of this league. And what, like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of, it's just, it, it was, it was, it was hard, man. Cause I was like, I'm still on this. Like, man, I want to prove myself. Like, yeah. I got suspended and I didn't get to play as much in the G, like, I, you know? Yeah. And I feel like Fever Euro Cup was a good opportunity, but being that it wasn't every day, it took some time. But I, I feel like where I'm at now and like, like how I think about it and just like, just enjoying every day. I feel like, man, you know, it's just it's basketball. Like, you might as well just go out there and do what you do, regardless of what comes out of it or not. You know what I'm saying? Just go win games. It's cool. It's cool to see like team like London. You know, get a get a guy like you to be able to come and play for. Them. I remember, like, I think last year or the year before last, they had DeAndre Liggins there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I know he was out in Uruguay when I was out there. But uh, he, uh, I was talking to him too, and it's just it's funny because my second year, London Lions offered me a contract. They were in Milton Keynes. And then they yeah, had just moved to London. They they weren't playing at the Copper Box like y'all playing at now. Yeah, you're, you guys playing the Copper Box, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. And, and so like they weren't even like like they offered me a thousand pounds a month, right? And I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to play there, you know. But at the same time, I overlooked one of my one of my guys, like Will Thomas. Will Thomas plays Euroleague right now. He plays for Monaco in France with uh, with Mike James, and so Will quarantine i had like an instagram live similar to this just with my guys overseas and coaches agents just to keep the conversation going so people can be more knowledgeable about it and what will said was something that i think a lot of players need to hear will said when he first came out of george mason he was a power forward on that george mason team that went to the final four and so he said when he came out he had some workouts like you um but he went to republic of george right and he went to get killed his agent said you know he had other offers he said go back and play there and Will's like, wow, you know, I just killed, you know, I'm trying to go to another level. He said, no, you know the league, you can dominate there. And then from there, you'll get the MVP of the league. You know, you win all these accolades and then you can progress. 
And then you'll be in a different, you know, we'll have more leverage when we talk to these Euro Cup, you know, Euro League teams. And so that was one thing I overlooked when I was playing because I was like, I played well in, in, in Worcester. London wanted me. I could have gone over there and killed two. And then I would have been in London. So in London, man, you can do a lot of stuff out there. You can mm-hmm. leverage. You know, it's, it's a big city, you know, if you network yeah. the right way, you know, talk with the right people. You know, you can get some side stuff going on off the court based on the fact that you play for the team. But I didn't. My mind was just so fixated on moving up that I overlooked that. So it's just interesting to see how how London Lions have progressed, man, because I never saw this come. Like, I think yeah, I still right. got the offer in my in my inbox. Like, I still, <laughs> uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Vince, Vince McCauley? Vince McCauley? Yeah, Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Vince was – he, he messaged me directly. Like, I still got the offer. Yeah. It's crazy. That's crazy. That actually, yeah. is crazy. Small world, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as you, you come from – the G League, you're playing overseas. Maybe the resources aren't the same. Is is that like a culture shock in terms of like facilities where they're putting you up on the road, like those kinds of things? Like, talk us through a little bit about what that's like, kind of going from one league to the next. Not even from G League, just even like college. But it's just so much money in college, so much money, in, you know, in a, in a G League. Like, you you can't really compare. But I wasn't like I said, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So from like a resources, like you said, the hotels, like. It just it was just different, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like that's how overseas is. Like it's just gonna be different regardless. I expected that to be some type of you know different differentness, but yeah, this the the whole uh the U yeah, the UK is different, man. Like I you I can't even like you can explain it because you've been out here, man, but compared yeah. to other team other places in Europe, I haven't even been to other places in Europe, but I just know just like where I've been, like the, the gyms I've been to and things like that, like the type of players they got, like I know it's different. Yeah, I mean, you you on your own a lot of times, you know, you have to yeah. ice on your own. You have to find, you know, creative ways to ice down. You might have mm-hmm. to tape yourself. I don't know if you guys have a physio on your team. You guys probably I do. Heard, yeah, we do. Yeah, 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 we do. But I know some teams in the BBL, like, they don't. So. Yeah, they don't have that. You know, they don't yeah. have physios. You got to tape your own ankles. You got to ice down yourself. Yeah. You know, got to stretch yourself. You know, it's, 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 it's wild, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to get out of there, it's like, that's that's the mud for real. Because yeah. you know it's it's not a lot of resources. You know they just started. They, I think they just maybe five or six years ago they got a deal with Sky Sports now where they showcase BBL games on Sky Sports. But there was no coverage. Like it was tough. Like my film, my first year looked like I was on a camcorder. Like it was crazy. Mm. Like we played we played Newcastle, and that was the like the only game I got on Sky Sports my first year. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like so that film looked like it was like professional, but everything else looked like man, like some high school stuff, some college like taking <laughs> on an school iPad stuff, or like, something. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it was wild. People talking in the background, like yeah. no comment, no commentators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, one of the craziest things that I've experienced, I would say out here, man, in the middle of the game, you know, like when you're at Rucker, like you had a pro league, you got a dude on the mic talking pro- like back home in Miami, the main pro league, like dude on the mic, he talking throughout the game. So it's mm-hmm. cool, like you just hoop in or whatever. Man, out here, it's the same thing. Like, you know, professionally, like, I never used to college, G League. Like, I, even when you go to other places, like, that's not a thing. Like, there ain't nobody talking. Like, I'm talking about Isaiah Reese with a twin cross, snatches yeah. the defender, sidestep what's three. The, what's like, the dude's name? It's probably the same dude. Uh, what's his name? Honestly, I don't Jeffrey remember. I don't know. It'd be a bunch of them. Like, wherever you go, they have, like, their own – like, the team has their own guy that does this. And it's like – this is not how it's supposed to be done. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You're not supposed to be commentating my every move, bro. You just like I hit a three, you say my name. That's about it. Like, yeah. Now, I, that's like, probably one of the. They, they used to do that, man. Like he's he's serious. Like I have a film on my first year. It says Creppy comes around, he shoots another three. 
good. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm like, yo, I didn't even pay attention to it until you just said it, but that's for sure. Yeah. It's on my first game film, my highlight film. That's yeah, crazy, man. That's, that's another thing, it's just them not knowing, man. Like, they just don't know, like. But I feel like with the new dressing room, man, it's going to, things are going to change pretty to pretty oh, fast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all it takes is some money, you know, some money because money brings the right people to come and teach it, and then mm-hmm. you go from there. Money and guidance, yep. Yeah. You mentioned the Miami Pro League there. I think the last time we talked, you were coming off a particularly good Miami Pro League experience. Your team played in the championship game. Uh, you played against Bam Adebayo, Derek Jones Jr., yeah. Duncan Robinson, Jeremy Pargo, Malcolm Delaney, like all NBA guys. Mm-hmm. And you put up huge numbers in that. Like, was that just like a boost for your confidence personally to say, like, I can play with these kind of guys and, and still like be really productive? That's the thing. Like you play against certain guys and like, you know, you can always tell somebody who. Mm-hmm. So like they they know those guys know I can hoop. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of it. I, I, I That was what? That was before I went to my first year. Or was that second year? I think that was before your first year. Oh, well, actually, no, it was 2019, right? So would that have been 2019 yeah, summer league? Would have been before your first year, I think. Yeah, it was before my first year. So it's like, yeah, them guys know I can hoop, but it's like that didn't matter. Like I was still gonna go to the GD draft. I was still gonna go, you know, Santa Cruz, like and, and play how everything played out. Um, but yeah, I mean, the pro league's fun. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's it, it's a good experience to play against high level guys. Even like the basketball in Miami is like developed a lot more since when i was a kid you know what i'm saying so it, it, it's good to see from like a just like like we're talking about the uk it's good to see that that's happening in miami and guys are you know basketball is being instead of it being just football it's like you know basketball is another a main sport out there you're being modest though you had 33 points 10 assists <laughs> seven rebounds against five nba players it doesn't matter yeah, what yeah, forum yeah. that's in that that's pretty impressive no, that's, that's that's really impressive no yeah i mean yeah i mean I appreciate that. I mean, it's just like it's it's just it's just going on hooping. Yeah, hoops hoops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, so just hooping. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But but see, see playing. the thing, Matt. Though he said something, right? And I don't even know if he knows what he said. Like he talked about how you know you gave him the accolades about who he played against and things like that. A lot of guys, you know, that I advise, especially younger guys, they get caught up in that, right? You know, because you know basketball is such a small community. We're training with NBA guys, overseas guys, mm-hmm. college guys, high school guys. We're all in the same workout, so you might get an NBA guy, you know, high school kid might get you. Mm-hmm. But, like, when it comes to this pro life, man, it's all about your resume. And just because you gave Bam out of bio a bucket or you gave him consistent buckets, like, his resume is still his resume. Your resume is still your resume. Yeah. So a lot of yeah. guys, like, like, like for instance, like, you took the Euro, your people Euro Cup job. A lot of guys turned that job down because they like, nah, I just gave Duncan Robinson exactly. a bucket. So I should be where he is. And they messed them and they messed, they fumbled a bag because they're thinking like that. And I, I encounter those type of players all the time. So like I said, like when the first moment we spoke, man, I could tell your mindset was different. Like you are you have an understanding about what's going on. No, no doubt, no doubt. Because yeah. a lot of guys, man, they fumble that bag big time, trying to compare themselves to these other guys. And so no, I mean, you know you can play with them, dude. That's yeah, not even a question. But like when it comes to the business side of it, man, it's your resume. Yeah, it's mine. For me, it's about just being realistic. Like, I'm not saying I'm not an NBA player, but I know I'm not, you know, fam at a bar. Like, I know I'm not a, a five-year max guy. You know, I'm not, not going to yeah. do that. Or whoever the case is, like, Duncan Robinson that we played against, he shoots 50 from a three-point line that's first year. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm realistic at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I do think if I were to get the opportunity, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, put myself in a position to do what I do best out there in the NBA floor. But, 
like like you said, right? Just just being smart, you know what I'm saying? Being understanding who you are and what you what you bring to the table. And you you for sure gonna get a look again, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, yeah. you know, it's all it's like it's like look, I'm not gonna sit around, you know, and 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 mess up my career trying to nah. get this one opportunity. I'm go I'm gonna keep building, I'm gonna keep proving why I belong there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, like and I'm and I'll make no money, man. No, no chance. Nah, that's not an option. Yeah. No, yeah. You're gonna be a great pro, man. I could already tell. Appreciate that. Yeah. Isaiah, what's been the biggest adjustment like on and off the court for you? Biggest adjustment on and off the court. I feel like on the court would just be like leading, like putting guys in position to be successful. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I've always been good at that. But in college, I kind of played the two. It was me and uh, we were the freshman guard. I was I came in to be a point guard, but you know it just it just worked out where he was the morning, I was the two. So he kind of did all that. Then I when I got to the G, it was like like I said, there's other guys doing that. So I think this was my first year, like really like all right, you kind of like you, this is your this is your show, like you run the team. So I think that's been one of like one of the it, like a challenge. It's been a challenge for me to put guys in, in, in positions to be successful and just like. You gotta like, kind of gotta. It's kind of you gotta like care. You like care for everybody's feelings. You know what I'm saying? Because you're on the court. This dude hasn't gotten a shot. You gotta make sure he gets. Like you gotta make sure everybody touches the ball and, and is is still engaged to to play the game. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that probably was was one of the toughest challenges for real. Sticking with that, Mike, you had a similar transition, right? You kind of switched from basically a two to a one at the start of your overseas career. Oh, yeah, and, right, any right, advice right. for? This? Yeah, no, I mean, he said he hit it right on the head. You know, like my first year, I never played point guard full time. You know, so my first year playing point was my first professional season. So, you know, just understanding the the plays and where everybody needs to be. And, you know, basically, like, usually you got to know everybody's position. Then you figure out ways to manipulate the plays. to, And then and I'm, one thing I, I'm pretty sure he's doing is, is utilizing his ability to score, to draw attention to him and now making the right reads. And that's what yeah. I did, you know. Like I'm all I'm hungry for shots. So I'm, like you can you can sense that when I come off that yeah. pick, I'm I'm aggressive. So the defense reacts to that energy. And now it's just about making the right decision. That's that's all it is being a point, you know. It's really not too much of a difference other than that. But uh but yeah, so so like you know, your learning curve was a little different than most of the guys that play overseas because you actually go to an English speaking country, like legit mm-hmm. English speaking country. So, you know, a lot of guys have language barriers. They have to use Google Translate. Like, you never have to do any of that. But when you go to these other countries, you know, I don't know how much time you guys have there, but are you guys able to go out? You guys have translators? Like, you know? No, I mean, when we go anywhere, like, well, Russia, I I didn't do anything in Russia. It was was too cold and stuff. But when we went to uh, Denmark, some of the guys, like, you know, traveled the city and got to see certain things. We went to Istanbul, same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised, though. It'd be like, Depending on where you go, it'd be some people that speak English. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It might not be the 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 uh most kind of proper broke, or broken English. Yeah, broken English. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, or fluent. It, it won't be the fluent, the most fluent English, but you know, it it gets you the job understand done. It. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, you had you get the job <laughs> done. You had that conversation. Ever have a teammate or an opponent or a coach or anybody say anything kind of wild to you or any wild stories uh, from one of these games where like you were just kind of surprised by what was going on on the court? Man, listen, man. And look, like you said, I might be the most, like you might think I'm like, really like, uh, what was the word you kept saying? Um, level-headed. Yeah, level-headed. Level. Yeah. So you can say I'm level-headed, but I, sometimes I, I'll be, like I admit it, bro. Sometimes I could be, I could be difficult. And I feel like coming out here, I've I've learned how to like kind of get over that, like to to be more mature, being because 
you know, I got to be that guy. So it's kind of like you can't do certain things that <clears throat> I used to do. But man, when I was in when I was in Canada right before coming out here, we was like in a huddle, and the coach had said like, "Yeah, you know, like, because I, I was like going through the motions. I was like, man, I'm just out here to hoop. Like, I didn't realize like summer basketball was that serious because I've never done it before. And I'm like, we practicing two times a day. And I'm just like, man, I just want to play games. Like, come out here and hoop, get paid. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like let's just have fun. It's summertime. Like, this ain't a real season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and my that's how I viewed it. But I guess, you know, for everybody, it's different. Mm-hmm. Man, he said in a huddle, he was like, he said something to the effect of, you know, I'm going to get every dollar out of you. And I was just like, Ooh. I look, and I'm playing with, like, I'm playing with Cat, Cat Barber, and Ahmad Hill. And I look mm-hmm. at, at both of them, and Ma was like, yeah, just chill. Because I, you could tell I was, like, I was getting mad. I'm like, hold on. What you just say to me, bro? Like, mm-hmm. like I, 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 I took it as disrespect. I ain't going to lie to you because I felt mm-hmm. like, in a way, you like, bro, that's what you kind of tell. And, I, you know, I don't know if this is like a, a, a great PG-13, no, but, you know, I ain't, I ain't no hooker, bro. I ain't no, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't no prostitute where you're talking about I'm going to get every dollar out of you, bro. Like, yeah. like I feel you. Like, you, you paying me, but there's there's ways to do it, like. Like, just tell me to go harder, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. When he said that, bro, I was just like, that's probably one of the most wild things I've ever heard, like, a coach tell me. And surprisingly, I didn't react because I'm the type of person, like, I get triggered. <laughs> but I was just like, bro, I don't even care that much. Like, I'm out here, like I said, just to hoop and, and get paid for real. That that'd probably be the most crazy thing I've, I had to coach tell me. No, I mean, what was crazy, though, is that hopefully it doesn't happen, but more than likely it will just because it's just a cultural difference. But when you go play in other countries, like you gonna see, they gonna say some more wild stuff than that. Because hey, like, <laughs> but listen, I hear you because I've I've heard that Europe could get real, real crazy and whatever. The dude, the, we're in Canada, Canada and, and and America ain't too far off. So like, <laughs> they should be close. Yeah. Cultural, you know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. have a coach difference there, and buddy coaches in a in a G League. So no, like, you know what I'm saying that. is that yo, like what he said, that might be mild compared to what you might hear in another country, oh. like. That's gonna be light, like so. Just I, I'm knowing because my great. agent tells my agent tells me like like the the players that he has in different areas. Like he tells me like the stuff that goes on. I'm just like, and he's like, yeah, I don't know how you'd react to that. I'm like, yeah, I don't know either, bro. Because that sounds pretty crazy if some if a coach were to tell me that. You might have to send me home, bro. We had a girl. We had a girl um, in the Ukraine, right, right before the war happened. Like literally, she left a week before they invaded, and the team is telling us. Um, nothing's going to happen. Everybody's okay. Like we're asking for her release so she can sign in Finland and they won't give her a letter of clearance. And that's another thing, you know, if you want to leave, you got to get a letter of clearance, but yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. But, but anyway, so she, she's asking for a letter of clearance and the coach is telling her nothing's going to happen. I don't know why you're afraid. Like you're from Chicago. You guys have all those killings there in Chicago. So why oh. are you afraid to be here? Like, mm. no, like legit. And you mm. know what I'm saying? That, that's what they're going to say to you. Like, that's how they look at her. It's, it's the that wildest thing ever. <laughs> that's actually is crazy. I'm telling you, man. And to justify their behavior. Yeah, that's it's, actually it's wild, crazy. <laughs> Comparing the war to Chicago. Like, what, bro? Yeah, that's what, that's what they said. Yeah, there's probably some tone deafness to a lot of those things, yeah, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Isaiah, I think we're going to move in a minute here into a couple just rapid fires for you. But just last one, like, what are you doing to kind of protect your mental health over there? Like you talked about being kind of isolated. There's a lot of time on your own. Like what, what do you do to kind of keep yourself sane, I guess? Man, I just, I kind of do the same thing every day. I cook. So that, that takes like two hours out of the day, like mm-hmm. an hour, hour eat, you know, watch, watch like anime. I'm trying to learn stuff as far as like, like I have LSC, but I'm trying to use it, like put it into effect and, and put stuff on there. So I'm like learning stuff on that end. 
I just try to do like little things, man, just to keep me active all day where, where I'm just not bored. Cause I, it got like that to a point. I'm just like, I'm ready to go home. And it was such a like negative. I was like in a negative, in a negative place. Cause I'm just like thinking of home, 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 seeing everybody having fun back home. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing, you know, you know, NBA, like friends of the minds that play in the NBA, just like having, a, you know, they're in the league, like having a blast. Like, so it was like, it, it got pretty, pretty dark, but then I, I, I came to a point where I feel like there's also like a, a, a maturation point in my life. But I got to a point where I was just like, you know what, let me just enjoy the like every day. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of looking forward, like I still want to get home by all means. I mm-hmm. still want to get home. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Miami is like, that's the crib. But instead of like every day, like this is, it was constantly on my mind. Like I wake up, go to practice. Like that's all that was on my mind, like just going home. So then I was like, let me be some type, let me get, let me be productive. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that, that's helped me like be stable for real. Mike, I think we've heard that from pretty much everybody else about their first year, right? I'm telling you, like, after that, like, that first month, at least for me, like, it's always like, man, it's a new country, this is cool. Then after that, it's like, yo, like, it becomes work. Like, and But one thing that, that's fortunate for you, you're in a major city. So, like, if you wanted to step out, there's endless stuff to do out there, you know what I'm saying? It's places you can go, restaurants, just to be outside. But, like, like, I was in towns my first two years. So, like, it was me in the house, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, but then, you know, I got to the point in my third year where you are right now, where it's like, yo, like, I'm in Athens, Greece. You know, I'm in one of the major cities in the world. People are coming there for vacations. So it's like, yo, I got to enjoy this. Like, it ain't just like, yeah, the basketball, I've been doing this my whole life. That's going to take care of itself. Like, mm-hmm. but every now and then, you know, I force myself to go out, you know, go see the sites and and just do stuff like that just because I'm there. And you just never know where life is going to take you. And, you know, you, you you out there. You might as well culture yourself. Nah, facts. That's real. Yeah. Yeah, so but but like just like you, like I love being out in all these beautiful places, but nothing like coming back to the states. Like I'm not one yeah, of the guys that wants to live out there. I'm like, look, this is cool and all, but like I'm I'm enjoying my time here. But when it's time to go, I'm out. Nah, for sure, I'm definitely not one of the guys that don't want to end up moving out here. Like, nah, nah, nah. I need to be in America, yeah. right in Miami or somewhere along. You know what I'm saying? Just, just yeah. that's that's where I need to be. <laughs> yeah. I give you credit, man. I have three weeks of travel lined up just here in the U.S. and I'm already thinking about getting home. So I, I, I can't <laughs> imagine over there. All right, let's uh, let's hit a couple of these rapid fire ones here. This will be our little fast break segment. Any new hobbies or foods you've picked up? Beans with breakfast, any of that kind of stuff, you know, UK staples, uh, anything new, I guess, in your repertoire? Uh, no, no beans with breakfast, but one thing that I've had out here that I, I'm like in love with, man, is Run Punch. Hmm. Listen, the Caribbean, yeah, you got a huge Caribbean hey. influence out there. Hey, fire, fire, man. <laughs> there you go. How about hobbies? Hobbies, nah, man. Nah, nah, I got no hobbies, man. <laughs> That's okay. Focus on the hoop in the first year, especially. Yeah, I kind of, I really want. It's crazy because coming out here, I feel like I've learned. Like, cause I didn't know anything, but I watch a lot of basketball, like Euro, like Euro League. I watch, uh, especially Champions League, cause that's mm-hmm. like I feel like it's the next step. I watch a lot of Champions League basketball, and they play like every Tuesday, Wednesdays, and I just watch. I got synergy accounts. So I kind of just like basketball, mm-hmm. like I get lost in it, bro. Smart. What has been this player that you played against overseas, European guy, or or just or I mean, just being over there? You know, it could be an American guy, just like the toughest guy that you, or somebody that you didn't think was tough. And then you played against him like yo, like yo, he can he can go. I mean, I would have to say because, like I said, I, even with like overseas, but I didn't know anything, man. Like uh-huh. 
it just like if if he wasn't an American in G League, like I just I just didn't know. I just yeah. not knowing. But when I got out here, I, like I heard of Jamar Smith and I kind of watched him and I realized like his resume and I was like, oh, this dude's legit. Yeah. So when yeah. we played against him in Turkey, first game, that was the first game of the second round. Man, he was hitting some shots that I was just like, whoa, bro. Like, like it was yeah. like you could tell it was that next level. Like it was elite yeah. bucket. Like he was yeah. a professional bucket. Like I could say he was a, he's a professional bucket for real. Um, so yeah, I, I'll go with him. Any guys you had to match up with specifically that were that were really tough or uh, that you had like really epic battle with or anything like that? I mean, I matched up with him then okay. uh, when they came when they came to <laughs> to London. I will say I held them to five points, like one on one. There you go. Uh, but the problem with those five points was they came in like the fourth quarter. <laughs> and <laughs> That's a tough spot, yeah. It, yeah, it was like uh it was like a five point. I hit a three in a corner and cut it to five with like four minutes left. And he came down and just hit a three. Like I, I jumped the screen and, and he just crossed and hit a three. I'm just like it was just like it was deflating. Came down, we missed, and then it was just like after that we just lost again. Now, he dude dude's elite, I'm not gonna lie. Jamar Smith, like now he he's a bucket bucket. Everybody Man. knows been over there. Yeah, he's yeah. he fast out gets it done. You just follow up question. What was what's the best advice that you've ever gotten since you've been over there or before you went over there, like from either a peer or somebody that's, you know, agent? Did anybody advise you? Or you kind of just No, nah, not really, man. Maybe maybe because I'm in, in London, so they feel like they didn't have to tell me anything. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I ain't really getting no advice about not that I, that that stuck with me, you know what I'm saying? Oh. I probably I definitely got advice, but not that stuck with me for real. Okay. What about that you would give to somebody else coming either into that league next year or making <laughs> their first year overseas next year? I guess I just tell them like, I mean, man, I've been out here. It's gonna like by the time I go home, it's gonna be ten months. So huh. I just tell them just 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 enjoy the journey and just not don't like no matter what's going on, just don't look don't look into the future because that's how you. Like, like, I feel like that's how I got into that, like, funk, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that funk. Yeah, it's that funk for real. Like, you just, you're looking about either going home or you just want to, you know, go home and party or you want to go be with family or you looking like next year, which was a problem of mine. Cause like in FIBA, I was playing well. And then I'm just like, man, I like the UK is not doing anything for me. I just want to get out of here and go somewhere else. And it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just getting fun thinking about, you thinking too much, like overthinking for real. So you kind of put yourself into that, that, that funk. So I would just say, man, just, just like I said, enjoy the moment, enjoy what you got going on. Like, just always remember you're getting paid to play, like, and everything that's gonna happen is going to happen. I'm laughing, Matt, because exactly what he's saying is what I did my first two years. I'm killing, I'm doing well, I'm looking. I'm like, I should be playing in Germany, yeah. I should be playing in this league. I'm hitting up yeah, people man. like, yo, like, let me. And this is mind you, after maybe two two months or maybe a month and a half. So I'm like, this was my mindset. I had to switch. I was like, look, I'm here. I might as well embrace it, you know, because yeah. if I keep going, it's not it's not going to end well. Like, I was distant mm-hmm. from my teammates because I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I don't belong here. And, mm-hmm. and then once I was like, look, I'm here, you know, and then my t- my relationship with my teammates got better, the on-the-court on the play got better, and mm-hmm. it was just, you know, and I still was able to elevate. So, you know, that's great man. advice. You hit, it, you hit it on a nail, man. <laughs> you hit it on I, a nail. I, man, we lived it, man. Like, we lived it. Not to self-promote here or anything, but Isaiah, if you get bored, go back and listen to the first episode of our pod here that Mike did. We, we talked just directly about his career. I think there's a lot of stuff that like is similar yeah, to what it. you're going through. That's I definitely listen to it. All right. You mentioned you've been getting through some Netflix out there. So any shows or movies or anything that you've been killing a lot of time with? I'm watching Suits now. 
Um, somebody told me about Suits. So I was like, man, let me, yeah. let me go ahead and, and, and watch this. Okay. And I like it. I'm in the first three seasons. That, that shows fire. What else have I watched? And watching Demon Top Slayer. Boy, top, top Boy in it. Oh, yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's the first thing. Why everybody say that? Everybody say watching Top Boy in it. That's always what they ended with, man. That's funny. <laughs> Uh no, nah, but yeah, I watched Top Boy. That's one of the first things that that I watched out here. Mm. Um, and just like actually, so you know how we got back home, we got like you know Boys in the Hood or Paid in mm. Full, whatever. I kind of watched the we the the dude that directed the like the the those the Paid in Fools of out here. Mm. Um, he works with the Lions, and like that's my guy Femi. Okay, um, okay. he put me on to his movies, and I, I that's one of the first things I watched out here. So I kind of you know I got a little a little cultured out here for. Real. You said you said he was the director of uh, Yeah, he directed um man, he, I had to watch on like on Amazon. It, it wasn't of top boy, but it's like like it's the, the movies that like that they created out so here. So what was it called? Blue, it. Blue Blue Story? Nah, man. What's man? It's okay. It's all, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. Nah, I really I really want to know because like so you can watch they actually good movies, man. Like Femi's really like that's my guy guy. But yeah, I I I'll tell you when, when we finish. Okay, yeah, of course. Oh, what's it like um, in terms of like, you know how they have different, uh, you know, back home we got our flavors of Gatorade. I know they got different flavors of Gatorade out there. Is there anything like that you that you like better in the States? Or have you found anything where it's like it's a different flavor that we got? Or is it to be similar? honest, bro, I'm kind of boring, bro. I just like literally drink water. <laughs> I'm gonna keep, like, I'll keep it a buck. Um, if it ain't liquor, I'm drinking water, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that, that, that's about it. Like, I'm like, look. This, I'm actually, I actually like these leaders. At first, I was like, yeah. man, it's weird. Like, why don't you got get like big gallons? But this yeah. is like what I kill, and like I kill two of these in a day. Like, yeah, fact. That's all I drink is water, man. I don't know. Healthy I'm lifestyle really choice. I like it. I, I ain't even the healthiest. I just, I don't like uh, soda and uh, like juice I'll drink juice if, if it's if it's around. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going out of my way to get it. Yeah. So what about like what about like the time? Like, have you gotten used to like like eighteen o'clock and and the military time and so I'm, I'm gonna give a little hack so like once it gets to once it hits 14 now once it hits what is it 13, 13 yeah once it hits yeah. you just subtract two so i always like so you know three minus two is 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 one mm. and then so on and so forth so five minus two is is three and that's how that's how i look at it so 15 is three o'clock so it's I, okay. I, everybody I, has their own system yeah, <laughs> to, to, yeah i just i just it took, it took, it took some time <laughs> I just, once he hits 13, I just start back at 1. And it goes you 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m. Yeah. yeah. Now everybody <laughs> definitely got their own method. I yeah. like to think I'm a reasonably smart person, but time zones screw me more than anything else. <laughs> just, just Mike and I being, I'm East Coast, he's West Coast. Half the time I'm yeah. like counting on my fingers just <laughs> to go the three backwards. So I can I could definitely see uh, needing a system for, for that kind of thing. Yeah. All right. This is just a personal one for me, Isaiah. Any good Chris Cheney stories? I'm gonna tell you, look, I'll tell you how me and Chris Cheney even started, man. So when we when I was leaving high school, I only had D2 offers or whatever. So I so I was like, man, I like I feel like I'm a division one player. Um so I ended up going prep school. When I first got there, they had like these, like, it was like a hundred kids, man. They just like split us up and had us play. They just kind of want to see how how good kids were. And I guess like each coach, there's like five teams, and then each coach kind of I guess like drafted player. I don't know how that worked. But before going on to prep school, I, I didn't touch the ball. It was like three weeks, maybe even more. I just didn't touch the ball. I was just like, man, like, I'm out of high school. Like, I'm just going to chill, whatever, before I get to prep school, and then I'm going to pick it up. So those first two weeks, like the first week or two in prep school, I was, man, I was terrible. And because, like I said, I hadn't touched the ball. 
And I, the dudes I got kind of, I got close with that are like, I still talk to to this day. Um, I told like, they had just met me. I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna lie, bro. This is not who I am. And you know, like guys, you know, they probably just, they just, they come in, they're just talking like, oh yeah, you know. Everybody I'm says they're like, good, blah, blah, blah. Right? <laughs> Yeah, everybody says they're good, blah, blah. So dude, they kind of like show later, like, all right, whatever. He's just talking. Man, like that third, fourth week, we have a, uh, I'm on like one of the, I'm on a B team, C team, whatever. And Ch- Cheney's team's a national team. We end up having this scrimmage. Bro, I end up busting their ass, bro. Like, <laughs> like legit, like just busting their ass. And everybody's like surprised, like, oh, who is this kid? So then what ended up happening is they ended up taking one of the, the like the second stream point guard, like one of the point guards off, moved him to, to another team. And then he asked me, first he asked me, I was like, do you want to be a national team? I'm like, of course, like, why wouldn't I? So then he ends up bringing me along. And that, that's how me and Cheney started for real. Was yeah. Kevon Harris on that team? Oh, man, that's my guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another good player yeah. we should get on here at some point. Yeah, you should. You should. Okay. Uh, he has a, he'll have some interesting prep school stories, but just even like him going to college, man. Mm-hmm. I really thought he was going to – I feel like COVID messed him up for real because yeah. same path I was on in college as being like – like he when they would write like whatever, like blogs or whatever you want to call it, like when they would write about mid-major players, you'd see like John Morant, you'd see like Justin Wright Foreman, who, two guys on NBA contracts, obviously, you know, John. But Justin mm-hmm. was on a two-way. And then you see like Isaiah Reese and you see keep on. And it was like cool, like two guys from prep school together. And then his senior year, bro, man, they played Duke. Um, he had over 20, like leading score. Like he he was a, I, I don't know if he won MVP at the conference, but he, he, he should have if he didn't. He was like top level guy. But then, you know, COVID hit. And I feel like that, that kind of, that kind of messed him up. But I'm, I'm sure if you get him on a podcast, you'll be able to talk about it. Just anybody that beats Duke basically by themselves is, is a pretty good That's, that, that's pretty what good I'm player. saying. Like, man. Man, keep cake of hooping. Right, right now, he's in the GB, put him like 15 a game. He's hooping. I saw him play a game for the Raptors this year, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the 905 team, and he was really good. Uh, I think that's a good segue, though. Mike, what's our last question? We always like to ask these guys. Man, like, who is somebody that you think has a good story? Preferably, you know, obviously, it's an overseas podcast. So, somebody that you've met overseas or has been overseas that you think has a good story that you think that would be good for our platform. And you have to help us get Yeah, I definitely do that. Um, who could you get on this podcast? Um, you know, it's my first year, so I don't know. Like I said, I don't know too many guys. I might be able to get, I might, Angel Rodriguez. He played at K-State for two years, and he transferred to UN. Yeah, he played, and he played Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. he's Puerto Rican. I'm pretty sure he played overseas at somewhere in, uh, what's this called, uh, Israel. So Israel, okay. He might be able to, yeah, he might be able to get on. I know, I know him now, if, yeah. Okay. If I can't get him, I I definitely try to get you somebody for sure. Yeah, appreciate recommendation, man. Just trying to trying to get as many cool stories, man, guys, just to spread awareness about what guys are doing. Cause I feel like a lot of guys, like Matt was saying when, when we first started, this guys get forgotten when they go overseas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like definitely. I'm about, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about the guys over there that people like I remember I went to Egypt for Thanksgiving and I went to a game and Edgar Sosa was playing out there. You know, Edgar Sosa was big time in Louisville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I posted a picture of us out there talking and everybody was hitting me like, yo, I didn't even know he was still playing. And I'm like, that's what this is for. You know, there's so many dudes yeah. out there getting a, getting a bag, too. It's not even like this. Yeah. Some people think it's semi-pro. I'm like, listen, y'all have mad. Man, man. <laughs> some people think overseas, like, you just touching, like, you know, five a month. Like, bro, yeah. dudes, there's some dudes making 100 a month, 100 racks a month, bro, like, more. Like, people yeah. don't know. People don't know the type of bag you get out here, man, for real. 
But that's what we're doing this for, you know, just to bring awareness to them and, and, and you know, shed light on them and just give them a platform, give them their roses, you know, the proverbial roses. Because, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a, it's not an easy uh, career, but it's a fulfilling one if you do it the right way. And just the more information people know about it, it's going to have more and more people looking to go over there. No, nah, no doubt. They just need to know what, what, exactly. what comes with it. Especially yeah. this time of year, there's always one post that's like, who are the forgotten March Madness stars? And you look at the list and it's like guys that are still killing it overseas. So yeah. I think it's a nice yeah. reminder. Anything, Isaiah, that you have going on that, that you want to plug or tell anybody about or, or anything or anything you want to leave people with as a final thought? No, nah, not, not really. I mean, I guess you could follow me on Instagram. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't really, I, don't really, <laughs> I don't really got anything. Isaiah Reese 13, but other than that. Uh, you said you, you said you had LLC. No, no, no. That, that, I'm, I'm working on that, man. I'm just oh, doing a lot of research right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circle My back us with us when you get that going, though. We'll we'll promote it. No doubt. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you have something going on, we'll shout it out. We'll repost it. I'll post it on my business pages, personal page, all that. I'm going to follow you, too. You said Isaiah Reese. 13, yeah. We're going to make sure we stay in touch. Isaiah, thank you, man. This has been great. I know That's I told good. you we'd keep it at 45 minutes or an hour here, so we're a little over. Thank you for making time for us. Um Good luck the rest of the season. I look forward to seeing what you do next year and, and the years beyond that. And like I told you, Coach Cheney always says, NBA player. I feel the same way. Yeah, so looking forward to seeing it. My God. Nah, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. No, nah, they the same. Like like with Matt Echo, man. Appreciate you having having you on. And uh man, look, hit me up anytime you want to just bounce ideas off me, anything going on overseas. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm here, man. So um I'm gonna get your WhatsApp and everything so we can tap in. And then uh, once, once we finish this, let's do it. All right, everybody, that's been Ball Movement, uh, presented as always by betonline.ag. So make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and, and all that good stuff, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.